Okay, freaks, this is the guide to your psychopath. This podcast is not about me telling you how you're fucked up. I'm here to learn about your past and how it affects your decision making. I've been studying people for a long time now, but I've never asked them about how their mind goes through the process. I want to read your guide. I want to know how you think and feel. This will not be edited to take snippets out of context, but I believe everyone will benefit from hearing all of the conversation. Learning your guide will make it better for me to understand you. All right, welcome. How you doing today, Brian? I'm doing good. Uh, I was just uh, telling you that uh, I do a podcast and I get people's experiences and uh, how it's leading them down their current path in life. Uh, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to start from the beginning. Is that okay? Yeah. Do you know where you were born at? In Montclair. In Montclair? Yeah. Oh, down in California, uh, down in Southern California. Yeah. Do you remember what it was like to be a little kid? Yeah. What was that like? Uh, not so good. Why is that? Um, my father did traffic drugs for people that they don't talk about and very abusive uh, physically, mentally. I watched my mother get beat almost to death a few times. Walls, you know, like ran over the car. Yeah, I through a lot as a child. We locked in bedrooms for days and days and days of, you know, without the food. Or mom had to sneak in and bring us some food, and she got caught. She got beat. Really? Yeah. He would come and spray us with that fake snow. You know, and lock the door back up. That was your biological father did that? Yeah, my biological father. That's not good. Did your mom stay with him for ever since you were a child, or did she, was she able to get out? Uh, at 10 years old, she finally left. We went to a shelter and finally got, finally got away from him. But he had so much money, he was a god lawyer, and he got custody of, of everybody. And, and at that point, that's when I had to um, make the decision that I need to make his wife hate me to get rich so I could go live with my mom. And, and that's what I did. I, I failed in school, you know, and then I did that. And then finally she said, choose him or, or me. And I went to live with my mom. Um, and I was the only one that got to. He actually got custody and everything. Back then, you know, it wasn't like CPS, you know. CPS now, man, they're taking people fast. Back then, a lot of things happened. They didn't do anything. Yeah, they didn't. They had that physical proof. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, it's different. They're taking people very fast. Wow. And... Your sister, was she abused the same way? Yeah. Yeah? All my sisters and brothers, all of them. And even my, uh, my, my stepbrother was, was even done even worse. Uh, I'm a half-brother. He was done half He was even worse. And, uh, he to take me and drop him off places. And, uh, very, uh, nothing I wanted to be like. Nothing I wanted to be like. Yeah. Do you... Um, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have four brothers and three sisters. Okay. And when you were able to go back to your mom's house, what was that like? At first it was like, I got to do whatever I wanted because she felt guilty or whatever about, you know, like, it wasn't her fault. Were you still rebelling at that time? No, no, no. I was, I was happy, you know, like, finally happy. It's just, um, I just, like, I was always, like, made to do I had freedom, so I just, like, kind of had a little bit of fun, you know, I kind of had a little bit of fun, but, you know, You were a child, so you were doing yeah. kid things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right by, you know, kid things. I, um, I did really, I did, I did really good, except for I didn't, I didn't go to school, I didn't do anything that I was supposed to do in that category, and my mom wasn't making me. My mom said, if you're going to mess up your life, you're going to do it on your own. Be there to save you. So if you want to mess up your life, you're gonna really mess up your life. She like explained things like how they would be messed up. And then one day she told me, "Are you going to school?" And I said, "Yes." And since that day, I went to I went to school every day. I graduated with honors. You know, like my mom had a, something happen. My mom left me when I was 17, and I finished the rest of school. My school with honors, graduated, top of my class, valedictorian, and I um, went to the United States Air Force. You were able to turn your life around because you knew what you wanted. 
did, but I went back down. <laughs> I did, but I went back down. So, once you graduated high school, uh, in school, did you have friends? Did you go enjoy yourself and do all the, the kid things that you do in high school? No, I wasn't because I had a younger sister, and my mom, she worked at in job. Like, she was the manager at Target, and she would have to be at 5 o'clock in the morning. And so I had to, like, help her get my sister to school, make sure my mom got to work. She didn't have a car most times. It's all the way across town, so I'd have to walk my mom to work, go back, get my sister ready, take her to school, and then I'll go to school. Yeah. And then I'd walk five, five miles from school. I'd work on the east side of Porterville, all the way, you know, I had to walk all the way to Porterville High School. And I did that every day, and I did it. When did you move out here? Uh, Porterville. To, to Porterville in yeah. 2001. Oh, isn't that what... You moved out here when you uh, went back to your mom's house? No, my mom, my mom... We lived down south. My mom moved back up here to be with my sister's dad. And so my mom, we moved back up here. Things didn't work out there, so my mom moved out. And we got her own place, and I've been here ever since. Okay. And so when you went to the Air Force, what was your MOS? What was your job? Okay. And uh, how long were you in the Air Force for? 14 years. How was your time in the Air Force? I, I liked it. At the, point, at the time, and I, I loved it, you know, because I was doing something. I thought I was what I was doing. Was protecting the country, children, the country, helping people. That's that's what I love to do. You know, I, I brought many people back to life. You know, I saved police officers that were dying on the street. I I love those things. Those are things I do. I saved my girlfriend. I brought her back to life. Things I like to do. I like to help people. Yeah. And um, that's what I thought I was doing. You know, I thought I was doing that. And um, whenever I realized I wasn't doing that, whenever I um, they don't help me, you know, like they don't, they don't, uh, they don't help you like they should. They don't provide you with counseling or guidance or. They do to a certain point, but like they you have to have they like they have judgment on you. you know? Anytime I call, the ladies are very rude and you know, like uncaring and like it's like what are you, you know. Like, did it okay when did you get out of the military? 2016. 2016. And when you got out, uh, what did you start doing? Drugs, partying for a couple of years. Did you? And then my kid's mom got into some trouble. And were you married, or were you with your, her during your military? Yeah. So when you got out, you just started. I was partying for a few years, partying for a few years, and I was getting in trouble with the law, and I just kept taking my kids. Mm-hmm. So, because you let her back into the kids' lives, you got in trouble. Yeah, because she got in, she, it was a court order for them not to be around her. 
she was that bad of a parent or she was abusive or Oh. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my kids, all they wanted was their mom, you know, like, and I, it made me hurt. I felt, I felt for them because, you know, so what do I do? I made stupid decisions in my life. To make them, or let them see them um, interact with their mom. That's not the worst. The worst it's just that I didn't fall. I should have followed. I should have done what they wanted me to do. When she came back into their lives, was she okay? Did she love them? Did she no. abuse them? See, I went to the point like she wouldn't come and get like I let her, let her and her husband move into the house so that you know try to get get them there. Yeah. And then she, she she hurt them more that way, you know, like and like so I finally kicked them out. And she she's the one that actually went and got me in trouble you know, after after the fact. She went and got me in trouble for letting her in. Hey. Oh my god. <laughs> you gotta take it away from me and her, and now, you know, now they're in foster care. And I just, after that, after I lost my kids, I lost, I lost a lot of hope, I lost a lot of dreams, I lost everything. Yeah. Just me and my kids for those years, and just me and them, and like, we had fun. And we went on bike, we didn't, we had 75 inch flat screen TV, we watched it like once or twice. Yeah. Go out riding bikes, taking me to store, grocery shopping with me, you know, bought those little carts on the bikes, going to put our groceries. We had fun. Yeah. We, we, we enjoyed life, and then when I got done taking life, I just haven't been able to find myself again. So, what happened uh, when they got taken away? You just started back with the drugs, or? Yeah, it was, it was the stupidest thing was is that they didn't even have a high stipulation on me. I could have got a good decision for my kids right away, but I just like. I can't go see my kids and not be able to, like, I just couldn't, I don't know, I, just, I guess I, I just made a better decision on, on that, making that decision, because I could have had my kids back right now, but I just lost hope, I lost, I lost, I didn't think I could do it, I, I didn't know how I was going to live without my kids, but the drugs, they numb you, and they, they make you feel like, a different yeah. person, yeah, yeah. What kind of drugs were you doing? Man. You were doing meth? Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of times uh, people say when they indulge in cannabis, it makes them feel different, but it's not addictive like those chemicals are, like cocaine or methamphetamines or opioids or stuff like that, right? <sighs> when you do uh, methamphetamines, what does that make you feel like? Make you feel stronger? Yeah. And that's how I live my life, except for being a Yeah. I never hit my kids, I never hit a woman. So I'm trying to stay on the good side of the law. Yeah. You know, I'm trying not to, you know, have hate for the cops. I had a lot of hate for the cops. But that was only because of what I was doing. I was doing a great job. So, of course, I'm with the cops. And I've held that grip for a long time. In 2018, October 21st, 2018. Something. A police officer got hit off his motorcycle. It's bad. And I 
Was this in Tulare or Porterville. in Porterville? Yeah, his name is Officer Rick Carrillo. Rick Carrillo. Yeah, he's lieutenant now. He's okay. And, um, just the words that he said to me after, you know, like, we talked, we talked after, after the fact, you know, after we got better and stuff. Yeah. He told me, you know what, I'll never judge a criminal by his appearance or his background, but you never really know who's going to save your life. And so, hey, that's the same thing for me. I, didn't, I hate the cops, I hate the cops. But I realized that day you guys are human. You guys are heroes. Because you defend people that don't even like you. No. You want to kill you. They're all trying to kill you. You're protecting you. That's a hero. And I didn't see that before. And you saw him get hit right in front of you. Right in front of me. I was watching my radar. The cops before they knew me. You know what I mean? They look in their mirror watching me, and he smiled. I looked down at Oklahoma Monster, and he got and he was hit off his motorcycle. Uh. And I just person I am, you know, like I like to help people and God told me stop and help him. Stop and help he's a good man. And, and I didn't ask him questions. I got out the car and went over there and just God did his work, you know, and God did his work and told me thank you thank God God brought me off that car to, to save you. You're good I know you're a good person. And now he's a lieutenant for the for the police department. You know, he's done nothing but good things I've ever heard. Mm. You know? Yeah. So that makes me happy. So how long you been homeless? Five or six years. Five or six years? And that's because of the drugs? No, basically, well, see, it's hard for me, it's hard, it's hard to get back on your feet, you know, like, it's hard to get the house, the, you know, especially when, you know, when puts an eviction on your record or Whenever I lost my kids, I just did right now. It's hard to get a place for an addiction. It's hard to get a place, you know, like, just my, um, just my motivation, my, I don't think I could do it, you know, like, it's just, my $25 for credit I don't know, there's probably more now. Every department you fly for, you gotta pass the background thing. I, I have an eviction on my record, you can't rent me. Even with uh, like assistance from the county or? Well, I could, I could, like, that's just, I could get, I could get that. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like I could do. It. I just more like I've been cleaning for 45 days. I'm starting to get more um, motivation and more um, caring about myself again. So I, it's, I think that might be. Uh, Mm. I think um, more that I'm getting clear my I'm trying to you know, actually go on the internet and look for these, you know, try to find places that do deal with people with bad credit because bad with an eviction or try to get it off there. See what I can do to get it off there if I can. If not, see if I can get away to get some kind of help. Because I ain't even had a house in five or six years. I have an eviction on my record. I don't have a job. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rent myself. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? I've been convicted of drug charges. Just drug charges, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Nothing violent. No. No, you're not out there stealing, no. doing any of that stuff? No. Uh. Just drugs. Not just drugs. Drugs, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Especially when you're thinking about renting someone. That guy is a drug. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, and then that's what I think about. Would I do that? Would I rent to that person? You can talk all you want. <laughs> it's all right. I wouldn't rent to that person, you know. Like, um, I just, um, I try to treat people how um, I want to be treated, not how they treat me. Yeah. Because you can't change the world if, if you're doing everything everyone else is doing. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, that's exactly right. You know how mistreated I get, you know. I'm not perfect, and sometimes I do, and take for tack, but um, I, try, I get down on my hands and knees and pray at the, at the end of it and, and try to do it different next time. I don't like to treat people how they treat me. Yeah. It's not necessarily nice. I like to treat people how I want to be treated. That's awesome. Now, how is it trying to 
like go to sleep at night? Where do you, where do you guys go to? Just anywhere anywhere we feel safe at that for that night, you know, and, um, anywhere that basically when someone can just sneak up and rob us or take try to stay open, you know. Yeah. Like, we're not hiding from anything, from anybody, like talking anybody. We don't care if this is as long as long as they don't care, as long as they don't call on it. Yeah. You see a lot of violence um, amongst homeless people? I see, um, we a lot of, I see a lot of hatred towards homeless people, but more or less things, you know, they're like, um, try to take, take over everything, even from even taxing people for panic or whatever. Oh, they tax you guys? No, they don't, they don't tax, they haven't done it, but I've heard of them doing it, and it's just crazy. You know, like, we, they have this rich, this rich family that owns gas station over here uh, on the north side and uh, he has his family going out there panhandling you know standing over here writing notes bad notes about you know people panhandling trying to take over the take over everything standing right like there I'm getting pretty crazy on the gas station owner has his family out on the street corner panhandling panhandling what he was panhandling one day one day over there at Costco He's not Indian, is he? Um, he might be. He might be. The, the guy at the Valero is the one that mentioned it to me. He's all, I'm like, And one day I see him. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. And then, but now it's even worse. They have him at Walmart. They have him at Costco. They have him all down. They have, they have him go around everywhere that they're panhandling. They watch. And the husband just come over. And just take over. Take over. That's crazy. You know, I heard of a lot of stories of, you know, people on the street when they're panhandling, once they stop, they get into the Mercedes and take off and stuff. But I never knew, like, business owners would get the bright idea, hey, I, I need some more money. Let me go out on the panhandle on the street. What it is, 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 is you know, like, people, they get, they get greedy, they sit there all day and, and, and they see them and they make a lot of money, you know, like, um, you make a, sometimes you make a lot of money, but if you're out for the money at the end of Yeah. Yeah. You go out and you get that money, and no matter what you do in this town, you're going to be seen by somebody. And somebody's going to know somebody, and somebody's going to know somebody. And eventually, going to get back to that person that did give you that money, and you're not going to do it. Yeah. You see it, you see it, it'll go down. You know, that's what we do for you. Give what you need for the money, what you need for the day, and it's go. Yeah. Which actually stopped me from doing that, those things. You know, so like, you know, people get mad at us. It's like, well, would you rather have me here? You know, like, trying to get money, or would you have rather have me at your house, rubbing your house? You know, like, because, it, because it's life or death. It's survival. It's survival. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? If I can't, can't handle, if I, whatever, you know, I go recycle. Recycling, I've been, I've done that route, and that's, it just, you know, no, <laughs> so like basically the panhandling is a honest considered to own with that's an honest living right there besides doing odd jobs you know like standing at Home Depot I got a, I got an odd, odd job for two years and I did that job you did that? for two years I, yeah I went to Home Depot and I was like you know I, got, I need a different sign man. I, don't, I don't know I like to ask for money because I don't I'm not that type of person I'm not the type of person who wants a sign it wasn't for I thought would not be there but um, I said you know what I don't, I, didn't put on the, I don't need money, I just need, I need work. I don't need work. This doctor from Springville, and I worked there for a few. They would come pick me up every, it just whenever they needed it. They'd come pick me up and take me back, and I did that for two years. And did they pay you okay? They, 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 they paid me about $100 a day. I, I would Give you a lunch or something? Yeah, they, they, they cooked me breakfast, lunch, and 
too late to offer me to stay in the trailer. You know, they were very good to me. They yeah. They helped me out. They helped me out a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. They don't do that anymore? Um, well, not in Florida, though. Um, me and my girlfriend wanted to get away from those, those people. You know, I've been around for so many years, you know, like, because um, this last time I got a job, just to clean, just to clean for a while, for a long while. And I thought it was okay to go ahead and drink a beer. I'll be okay. That's what's gonna happen. But that beer led to another beer and to another beer and then drink it. I wasn't, I was, I couldn't stop. And that's the worst I've ever been at. And when that happened, the only way I know how to get off the alcohol is to get on the Because I don't drink. You know? I, don't, I don't like alcohol. I didn't even like it. But I know I could always get off the mask because mask is for some reason. It's easier than getting off alcohol for some reason. Maybe because you could buy it from anybody. But man, you could go, after you go so long, you don't even know nobody no more like what you sell to. Yeah. You don't even know where to get it no more. So the connection, it breaks. With alcohol, you can go to the store and buy it. Everywhere. Everywhere. They say that with uh, opioids and alcohol are the only two drugs that when you stop, you can die. Everything else, if you stop, you'll, you'll go through withdrawals, but you won't die like you will with alcohol or opioids. And you've got that addictive personality where whatever you're doing, it just no sticks to you. You like that feeling? I like it. I guess so. We're glad I've been able to you know, like, try to change their lives. You know, like, most girls are with me when they're doing drugs. They don't want to play. They don't got a paper. They can go out and get it. And of course they want. But when you got someone in there that has your back and uh, wants to quit too, and wants to change their lives, it does suck having a relationship really kind of calms your soul down doesn't it being able to talk to somebody or whatever just having someone there on your side because not everyone's on your side all the time you know like, when you're out here on the street and it's about drugs and money and it's, um, just everyone has a price tag you know? yeah. but when they're in how long you been with her? Eight months. Eight months. Long enough. That's the man in you. Yeah, that's the man in you, the alpha, you know. Like, you need to take care of your woman. Yeah. 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 That's why, like, after I hear, like, I try, I try to get him. Tell me, you know, I'm just going to hold it, too. You know, it's hard for me, but I do. I'll hold it. I don't want um, her to ever feel like that. I'm going to use her because I don't care about anything she has. It's her heart that I love. You know, like, she's talking about, you know, all these girls, they want the one. They don't want a home to drive <laughs> They didn't really want, but the thing is, I love your heart. I love you. You're a human person. You want to walk past you right now. Not because of the outer, but because of the inner. And your outer ain't that, ain't that bad. You're just hard on yourself. It's beautiful. And if it wasn't for her, I probably gave up a long time ago. Really? She has her fun. She's here. She's always here. Whatever. But um, we 
get through them. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, you guys move around. Do you find that it's easier to be in Visalia, to Larry? <laughs> yeah. Whoever you can, right? You ever uh, see guys or like homeless people just kind of grouped together just for like safety or anything like that? Um, I don't think it's that dangerous out here. No? Not if you're minding your own business. Not that I've noticed. I don't think it's not like LA. You know? like, LA you know, I've been through LA. Yeah. I've been through that stuff and it's horrible. You might want to group up then. But um, here I think it's more. Just do what, what, how you want to be treated, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're having you know, sex charges or you're, you're, you're something like that, and there might be some people who are going to be people coming after you. But if you mind your own business and you do what's right, I don't think you have a problem. Yeah. You're not out here. Not, that's, this, this county is good, is pretty, has been pretty good about that. But, um, you know, people, I think it's basically... With the, with the, if, if the gang is allowed, like basically they have the gang members feel like they're gonna want to control things, or if they don't, I don't know. It just depends, you know. Like, if the gangs get involved in the streets, then you know, like, it's gonna be No, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it's about. It's about, um, you know, like gangs are like, for almost on gangs, they're not like the gangs out there, you walk down the wrong block. You ever find yourself staying out of Fresno? Yeah. I hear a lot of bad news that coming out of there. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't watch the news anymore because of that stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't watch the news because it's sad. You know, like what the world's come to. You know, like I remember walking down the street. You know, you know, I did. The neighborhood off from some water to drink or something. These guys, they don't <laughs> just stay on my property and keep going. <laughs> yeah, right. It's different now, you know. It's, just, it's crazy how it's the same. Everyone, it's about hate, not love. You know? like, I don't know. God wanted us to treat people like how much He loves us. You know, like we ain't doing it. We treat them. If that's how much you think God loves you, then you can go to church. Because God loves you. He loves us all. And God loves us all. I get jumped on by my old lady, by all, everyone I know. Hey, God just did that to you, and you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, you know why? Because if you treat somebody nice after they've done you wrong, they're going to feel guilty. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And you always go back to all the bad things that you've done. Yeah, always, always. Always. You know, we're doing it. We get me in this for so long. And, you know, we're praying to God every day, every day. Just, you know, we just help me this time. Like today was a hard, was a hard morning. So I woke up at 13 and I'm going to do it right away. Right away. This would be a bad day. Calm you down. Calm me down. Keep, keep me thinking about something else. You know, not just thinking about kids. I just start thinking about my kids. I just, you know, my kids. I'll be in all day. And I had fun doing it. And in my eyes, I love doing it. I love that I was doing something that a lot of people thought they couldn't do. A lot of things a lot of men don't do. And I was doing it. It motivated me a lot. I want to be an example, you know? Yeah. I threw it all that way. It was, it was, it was, it made me feel good for, you know, to be a compliment to my mother, you know, and teachers, you know, everybody, you know. Everybody that saw you interacting with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was going to the computer, to the and all that stuff, and they took my kid away, I had 25 Just to give them everything. Just to give them what I didn't have. No. So, I bought, I always, I didn't have, I didn't have a pair of Nike Jordans until I bought them myself when I got, when I got older and got a job. Yeah. They're all the way on, so I know how it felt to be the kid that didn't have what everyone else had. And I'm sure what my kids would do. Do you remember what it was like to feel hungry in school? Yeah. Um, yeah, hungry until, until lunchtime. Because breakfast, you know, it's really, um, Yeah, absolutely. I've interviewed a lot of homeless people, and that's one of the major things that the reasons why they're homeless is because of their issues with not having one or the other. Yeah. This, you choose what you're going to do. You don't choose the path of good. You don't, it's not from what you experience in life. You choose to go down that path. If I choose to go down this path, it's because I made that stupid choice. It might have been a stupid choice, wrong choice. 
mental issues could have done it by opportunity made that choice to go down that road. Some people don't uh, have the knowledge that they can stop. They think that that's what life is. You know, they were taught that way, and so I'm going to teach my kids that way. And it's just, it's, it's a horrible thing to do to your children. It's horrible. But, you know, and one thing, I, you know, one thing that I'm in conflict with, and I keep telling my wife this, but when I went through something as a child, it made me a better person getting through it and becoming an adult, right? And I try not to let anything happen to my kids. So <laughs> how are they supposed to grow up and become a, a good person if they don't know any conflicts? But I guess we can, they're going to have enough conflicts in their life, whether going to school or failing at something, that they can build their character off of that. They don't need me to add to that. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. It's hard go or it's hard breaking yourself away from habits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> Foolish, right? Naive? Yeah. yeah. Did you, whenever you do something like, or you get something like that, do you go and get like a hotel room so you can wash up or do any of that stuff, or do you just yeah, yeah, save it for the next day? Yeah, if I could find, well, back, back in my early, I would say I would buy, buy my kids. I don't want to trust you, Yeah.
reach out and then I would, you know, I would go out and I would give them that if we had to. And now that we're not doing that, we don't have to be out. We don't really have to be out here, except for the game. Yeah, know, yeah. We need to eat and maybe get some new clothes. Saving for a motel is that gets as good as expensive. They're like $100,000. Yeah, it's, it's gone up a lot lately. <laughs> ID, you gotta, you know, it's like, they're, they're not. Dude, you know, like, not only get you a check, it's gone within like a week. No. How would you know if you can't? Somebody's gonna figure it out. And, and I didn't. And I, if I don't want to be an actor, I went to Hollywood. You know, I, I, someone asked me a question. Bam, I'm gonna remember it. You know, I'm gonna know it because it's not a lie. And you know, you gotta. Oh, what I tell this person. You know. Like, yeah. Doing that is just too much. You might as well just be honest, straight up, straight out from the beginning. And there's consequences. Deal with those consequences and move on. To the lie, 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 lie. You know, you tell a bunch of lies and you're, you're not even living your life. You're living some life. Somebody. You, a fictional character. Yeah. How is it taking a shower? It's hard. It's, it's, it's really hard, especially with the way the, you know, the, 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 I guess it's not, maybe the business owners in the, uh, the city, or I don't know who it is, but they cut you off everything. They can cut you off because, you know, like, I understand, you know, their water, but why wouldn't, why would they be so, so using their water <laughs> to... I learned that one because people are trashy. People don't respect it. People, you know, it's there. And they don't turn it off, but they leave all their stuff over there. They try to sleep in there. You know, they, they just leave. It's just crazy. And I, I, I understand. What about the people that don't do that? They don't, they don't care. That it happens. You know, like they look at us as we do. That's why when I walk past the trash, I try picking it up. I just saw your uh, girlfriend doing that right now. She walked around this whole uh, area right here, and she picked up all the trash. What the hell they view, they view in a group. They're not just group like individually. A homeless person, oh, the homeless do this, the homeless do that. You know, we're not, you know, we're not a part of them or in, in any way related to them or any, even hang around them at all. But we're grouped with them because that's that's the mentality. Uh, that's how to protect somebody. You know, if I want to protect myself, I just basically say that all homeless do this and all homeless do that. Yeah. You do see a lot of um, homeless people that are trashy and just throw their shit everywhere and stuff like that. But, yeah. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. Pick them up on the corner. I just pick it up. I just pick, I just pick it up. I don't, I'm not picking it up to pick it up after them or anything like that. I'm picking it up so that, you know, they see that all the homeless Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't change, well, at least I know that I left the place how I live on my place to do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad that you do that.
Well, is there anything uh, that you want to tell anybody? Anything? Um, just this guy. Just thank him for never leaving my side no matter what everyone else did when I turned my back on him. When I turned away from him. I just want to thank him for never turning his back on me and always making me push on his name. Well, thank you for this interview. I appreciate your time. I'll talk to you later. Well, that's it for now. I want to be clear on something. No one person grows up the same. Everyone has their own opinion and how they come up with it. That's why I started this, so that I can understand you and your guide to your path. If we all have different strengths, then maybe, just maybe, we can learn from each other.